One summer, not that long ago, we bought a crack house, right next door to our house, where my partner and I had lived for seven years. The crack house had only been in operation for seven months, but we'd had enough. We live in the middle of nowhere, one mile down a dirt road, near a handful of dilapidated trailers. We couldn't ignore what went on at the crack house. To get to our yard, we had to go through theirs, and the traffic never stopped. I'd come home at night after work and drive through a gauntlet of strangers waiting in cars or hovering on the stoop. Sometimes they'd look away, but more often they'd eye me with open hostility, like I was the sketchy one. The dealers didn't seem to trust them either. They boarded up the windows, installed giant floodlights, and reinforced the doors with sheet metal. One customer went door to door asking for money, supposedly to feed his family, but he got angry and yelled at us when we offered canned soup instead of cash. We got robbed, twice. One morning I stepped outside to find a crew of men stealing copper and scrap metal from an abandoned house nearby. These scenes were repeated up and down our dirt road. It was like a plague of locusts had descended, stripping bare an already poor neighborhood. It went on like this for months. We called the cops again and again. We'd show them piles of paraphernalia left on the roadside. They shrugged and told us we should move. But who could we sell to? Who would buy a home behind a crack house? We did the next best thing and bought the damn place ourselves. The landlord seemed grateful to be rid of it. He was too scared to kick the dealers out, and truth be told, too wrapped up in his own drug problems to call in the sheriff. So we sank our savings into an ugly little trailer just to buy some peace of mind. Evicting the dealers proved surprisingly easy. We sent a letter from a lawyer ordering them out by the end of the month, and then we went to the beach for the weekend. We came back to find the property deserted except for five starving pit bulls staked out in the yard. The dogs were a living alarm system. No one could approach the house without triggering their frantic barking. We called animal control. They said it'd be a while before they could pick them up, 24 hours to confirm they'd been abandoned. I didn't think they could wait that long. The dogs were tethered with heavy chains in the hot August sun. No shelter, no water, no food. The heat that day was blistering. We approached the dogs wearing heavy leather gloves, the kind you'd use to stoke a wood stove or fight a house fire. We carried bowls of water, scoops of food. Up close, you could see their ribs rippling under thin fur. They strained at the end of their chains, tight collars cutting into their necks. We had no idea how they'd react. But the pit bulls were sweet as pie, each one hungry for human affection. We let them off the chains and they danced around us. And when the county trucks pulled up, they leapt into the arms of the men who'd come to take them away. 